Hello there, friends. It's Jimmy Maverick. Welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Maverick Podcast. And I got to say, it's very exciting that we've got training camps starting right now. But let me tell you what, this is not a se- This is a season unlike any other that we have ever been through, okay? And we've got to make contingency plans and we got to strategize for what COVID could potentially do to fantasy football this season. And that's what I want to talk about. So stay tuned. Here we go. Listen up. It's time for the Fantasy Maverick Podcast, starring a guy who's going to help you win that fantasy championship, Jimmy Maverick. Hello there, friends. It's Jimmy Maverick. Welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Maverick Podcast, coming at you from Santa Fe, New Mexico. And I just wanted to thank you very much for watching my video today. Please like and subscribe down below. And if you want to, please leave a comment as well. Love to hear from you. Love to hear your questions. Today we're going to talk about the the potential impact of COVID on this year's NFL season and some changes that uh, we need to make uh, both league-wise and team-wise for strategy this year um, because we don't know what's going to happen, right? I I mean, you know, look, uh, basketball and baseball are both back in season right now and baseball is already a mess uh, with with teams having to cancel games or postpone them. You can't really postpone games in the NFL. It's just not going to work. There's there's um, not enough time. Um, so if a game gets canceled, that's probably it. They're not going to, you know, uh, they're, they're not going to be able to reschedule that thing for a couple of weeks later because there's going to be another game going on at that point. Um, you know, so anyway, we, we just need to, to talk about this. I got three things to talk to you about when it comes to what you need to be talking to your um, to the league manager about and also what you need to be doing and you need to be looking at for this fantasy season. All right, so uh, one of the big things I want to talk about today is the risks of early drafting as I came into contact with again this week with um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers signing LaShawn McCoy and thereby hurting the value of both um, both Keyshawn Vaughn and Ronald Jones, who I just drafted on one of my teams. And I got to tell you, man, we're not done. Okay, I'm going to tell you that right now. Uh we still have Devonta Freeman out there uh, as a free agent. I am betting he is going to get signed. His price is going to come down enough, and someone's going to take it. Now, who's it going to be? Um, candidates would be teams that lack a clear, clearly defined uh, RB one. You know, I'm, I'm thinking the Rams. I'm thinking the Eagles. Um, I'm even thinking that uh, they might bring him in at New England. You know, I mean, there's there's a number of teams that still do need some running back help, and he's out there. And and you know the the way of the NFL this year, uh, well, just as a general trend, has been going towards an RBBC, and not just a two-person RBBC, but a three-person RBBC, which is the worst thing in the world for fantasy. Um, so, you know, it's just going to make our lives that much more difficult and it's part of the risk of drafting early. And that's why I always like to set my drafts as close to the start of the season as possible to prevent those last second surprises from happening. And also there's the trap that when a team doesn't sign somebody and this, this happened last year with like Kansas city. Um, when they cut Carlos Hyde, and then all of a sudden Darwin Thompson vaulted up to like a top six pick. It was it was like 
crazy how he was how quickly he was bit up the draft board. And then, you know, they signed LaShawn McCoy and, you know, Darwin Thompson just fell back into oblivion again. But in the meantime, all those people that had drafts during that two or three day period that spent those early draft picks on Darwin Thompson, they just they were they were screwed out of a pick, essentially is what it comes down to. So you, you just have to be careful. It's going to happen. And, 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 you know, I was very, very big. Every day, I was um, more for Ronald Jones than I was the day before. I was just getting more excited about him. The news was great that was coming out about him and stuff. And, and now LaShawn McCoy comes in. And even though LaShawn McCoy is a post-peak running back, probably will not even see 100 targets, uh, excuse me, 100 carries this year, it still is going to damage the usage of both Ronald Jones and Keyshawn Vaughn and thereby push them farther down the draft board. Now, um, as far as how much, not quite sure as of yet. But uh, like I said, I think 100 targets, uh, I, I think um, LaShawn McCoy taking 100 targets out of the why do I keep saying targets? 100 carries out of this backfield, maybe about 30 targets or so, is, is probably what we can expect. So LaShawn McCoy is not a fantasy asset. You don't need to worry about drafting him. Um, but, you know, I mean, Ronald Jones, right now he's like a sixth, seventh round player. Uh, but if he falls to the eighth or ninth round, he still might be a good choice. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. He still, he still looks good on my app for value because um, I got him ranked at about 70th for overall for value. But, uh, you know, again, it's just part of the risk of playing fantasy football and drafting early. Um, so, just, um, you know, I, I finished my first draft of the season, and this is for uh, the Instagram breakout league that I'm a part of. And I got to tell you, I'm very happy with this team. You know, this is a PPR league. And so uh, I went very heavy on PPR running backs, and um, I think I've got a very, very solid team. This is the one where I was, um, I had the first pick, and then uh, I traded away my number one pick and moved back to the ninth position, and then um, got a bunch of bonus picks. So my whole draft was done at round 12, which is amazing. That was great. And um, although looking back at it, there's a couple things I should have done differently. I'm still very happy with this team. So here's what I got. Um, I, I did the uh, optimal allocation strategy. So this is a uh, this is a league, uh, it's, it's a normal setup, but two flex spots, um, uh, just uh, tight end, wide receiver, running back flex spots. And uh, so according to optim, optimal allocation, uh, I got myself five wide receivers. So because we have two wide receiver slots, two flex slots, plus one, that's five. I only got one tight end, one quarterback, and one defense. There's no kicker in this league. And so here's what I ended up with. So uh, my quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, right? <laughs> I mean... Uh, very happy with that. That's that's like that's like my favorite pick. I mean, uh, um, normally I would never would have taken Patrick Mahomes in this kind of a league because I always wait till the very as late as I can to take my quarterback. Uh, but in this case, I had the extra pick at the at the second third turn, and so I used that extra pick to take Mahomes. So that was great. Uh, my my uh, tight end is Zach Ertz, who is the highest volume tight end in the league. You know, again, PPR league. He's very valuable because he gets so many targets. Um, so, uh, again, uh, he was my bonus pick on the 4-5 turn. So uh, I had a bonus pick there as well, so I took him. Um, my defense is Buffalo, which has a great early season schedule. Um, so they, they should be good for at least the first four weeks. I'm going to have to determine how, if I want to keep them after that point, but the, the first four weeks of matchups is great. Um, let's see here. So my running backs, I got Drake, uh, Le'Veon Bell 
and Kareem Hunt as my top three, all these guys are projected to get at least 74 targets, which means that uh, when looking at last year's stats, they would be top six in the league for running back targets, all three of them. Um, Then my other running backs are uh, Ronald Jones, who obviously took a hit this week, um, uh, Boston Scott, uh, Philip Lindsay, and Daryl Henderson. All these guys are projected to get at least 44 targets during the upcoming season, which places them uh, basically in the flex level uh, volume for targets. So, um, you know, I'm very happy that every single one of my running backs is a prolific pass catcher. Um, they should all be uh, quite valuable during this season. Uh, my, my wide receivers, uh, again, very happy with it. I got Robert Woods. I got um, Cortland Sutton, Jarvis Landry. Those are my top three. And all those guys are projected to get at least 125 targets, which puts them all solidly in high-end RB2 volume with RB1 upside. I mean, I think any one of these guys could end up as an RB1 this season. Um, And then I've got um, Preston Williams as my high-upside roll-the-dice player. Um, And I got Curtis Samuel. Uh, and, and, And so, again... Um, these guys are. These guys all get very good val- volume. I got two guys that do double duty. You know, both Woods and Samuel also do uh, rushing uh, during the course of the season. So they're both projected to be have about 15 carries each, uh, plus an additional touchdown on the ground. Um, so, like I said, very happy with this team. Very solid team overall, and um, I think I'm going to be uh, well suited going into the regular season there. So uh, I want you to notice also that I do not have, there's no free agents on my team. Nobody that switched teams is on my team. Um, I didn't take any rookies. Uh, All the rookies went earlier than what I wanted to take them. So I didn't take any rookies. Um, And I did go big on second-year players. You know, I mean, um, Boston Scott, Daryl Henderson, Preston Williams. Those guys are all second-year players. So again, um, instead of looking at, rookies for upside this year, I'm looking at the second-year players. Those are the ones I'm most interested in. You know, DK Metcalf's one that I really like. Um, I'm liking more and more as, as time goes on, but that's really who you, sh- who you should be focusing on instead of rookies. Um, if you've got a favorite rookie, go ahead and draft him, but uh, otherwise, uh, I would only take one, and just to limit the risk associated with this. You know, we, we talked about what John Elway said, um, and what I've said about the, the rookie reality check this year. But let's go into, um, you know, the big issue here, and, and this is what I want to go into in regards to COVID for this year and just the impact on the practice season and no preseason games and all this. And, and that is, when it comes to fantasy football, you want continuity this year. Continuity is your friend. You want coaches already established on that team. You want players that have already been in the system with those coaches on that team. Um, so so when, when you look at rookies coming in fresh into this totally new situation, they're at the biggest disadvantage of any player that's joining the league. Not far behind them are the free agents. Now, I usually downgrade free agents anyway, just because of the risks associated with that adjustment period, with them getting up to speed on the new offensive system and getting the trust of their players and all that. But again, it's all amplified this year. So um, you've got to be really careful with these guys. And I would just tend to avoid them. I would just tend to avoid them 
if you can out there. Also, looking at uh, teams that have the same head coach and same offensive coordinator is a very important thing to look at. And, and so, you know, there, there are actually quite a few teams that retained both the head coach and the offensive coordinator. Again, that's an advantage to the people that take players off these teams. I'm going to give you the teams right now. Um, we've got Arizona, Atlanta, Baltimore, Buffalo, Detroit, Green Bay, Houston, Indianapolis, but Indianapolis has a new quarterback, so that's that's a downgrade there. Kansas City, you got the Chargers then, who's either going to have Tyrod Taylor or a rookie as their quarterback, so that's a downgrade there. Um, Las Vegas, uh, Miami, of course, they're breaking in a new quarterback, and um, uh, let's see here, who else? Uh, okay, Minnesota, New England, New Orleans, the Jets, the Eagles, the Steelers, uh, Seattle, San Francisco, uh, Tampa Bay, which of course is, it now has uh, Tom Brady on there, and then Tennessee. So those are the teams that uh, have the most continuity in the coaching position. And those are the teams you should focus on this year. When you're looking at players, if it's a choice between a player on one of these teams and a player on, an, on another team that has a new OC or a new head coach, boy, I'll tell you what. I'm going to be looking at these teams that have not had any changes in their coaching staff, um, you know, for the offense, offensive coordinator and head coach. Um, the other thing I think you should do, and, and if, if you are a uh, fantasy manager and uh, uh, you should do this, if you're not the fantasy manager for your league, you should talk to, your, you should talk to the manager and, and, and the, the commissioner and just say, hey, look, I think we need to expand the bench slots to 10, right? What's going to happen if there's a COVID outbreak uh, in Carolina, right? What's going to happen, you know, and, and you're sitting there, you've got one or two players on that team, uh, on your fantasy team. Um, you need extra bench slots this year to account for this. Because not only would Carolina get canceled, but also the team that they're playing against would get canceled too. Um and we're talking, you know, look at the problems baseball's had. The baseball, the size of the teams in baseball is much smaller than the size of the teams for the foot for football. Uh, so, you know, there's more people, there's more chances for a COVID situation to spread, spread quickly, and then that team can't play for two weeks, right? What, what's going to happen then? So, uh, to help protect against that in this year's fantasy football, take those bench slots, expand them to ten. Give people 10 spots that they that they will have the enough space to move these star players off their off their roster and then have enough people in reserve to you know replace that. And it's just gonna help the it's gonna help the the league run quickly. I mean, I just can't, you know, if, if you've got like three players which suddenly are not available because of COVID. Um, that's half your bench right now for most leagues, you know, and, and chances are you don't have the space without having to just gut things off your, you know, off your league. So, so expanding to 10 just gives you more flexibility and more ability to weather these storms. All right. So uh, the, the final thing is, is that you need to have a plan if the season is suspended or canceled for your fantasy league. Okay. So, you know, what's going to happen 
if that happens, what if they what if they they get eight weeks in and there's like seven teams are out because of COVID and they just decided, you know what, we can't continue the league as is. So what's going to happen in your fantasy league if that happens? Well, you need to have a plan for that and you need to let all the players in your league know what the plan is. I mean, are you just going to pay out like uh, you're just going to pay out the the uh, the dues to uh, you know whoever is first and second place at the time of the suspension or the cancellation of the season um, are you going to just roll that into the next year are you gonna roll those dues into the next season um, you know there's all sorts of things to consider here. There's so many things that can go wrong. It's just so tenuous right now. You got to be prepared. You got to have plan B in effect. And, and so that's, you, you just need to, you know, we're, we're getting to the point right now where people are going to start signing up for their fantasy leagues. So you need to have this already laid out for them. Say, look, if this happens, here's what we're going to do. You know, we're just going to pay it out to the, to the number one, the number one team will get, you know, uh, 75% of the pot, the number two team will get 25% of the pot. And just at the time uh, the season is suspended or canceled, that's what we're going to do. So, um, and that's how you're going to have to roll with it this year, man. It's just the way it is. It's just reality. And, and you know, you, you want to hope for the best. You want to hope that it's going to go, the, the season's going to go off smoothly without a hitch. And I'm telling you, it's not. <laughs> so there's going to be stuff happening and we're going to have to deal with it. So we're going to have to deal with it for fantasy too. So, so again, in summary, uh, you, you, want to, you want continuity in your players and your coaches for your fantasy team. You want to expand the bench slots on fantasy teams this year to uh, allow for extra space just in case teams get um, teams have to forfeit if there's a COVID outbreak or whatever, or teams get or games get canceled. Um, and then you need to have a plan for what happens if the season is suspended or canceled for fantasy. That how are you going to pay out? Are you going to roll it over to the next season? What's going to happen with all that? So that is my. Uh, that is my podcast for today. So thank you very much for watching. And uh, I hope this thing has helped. Uh, but we are going to go and, and um, we're just going full on into this, man. We're going we're gonna to be talking more about players and talking about their prospects. And, and like I said, if, if you've got any questions about players or teams or whatever, please uh, drop me a message below and I'll be happy to talk to you about it. And uh, uh, thank you very much for watching, everybody. Have yourself a great weekend and we will talk again on Wednesday.